Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour, live on this hump day Wednesday, March the 22nd. I hope it finds you well. What a what a great start to the morning. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For more than two decades, coming into your your houses, your cars, your cubicles, your computer, your phones, you name it. We've been there maybe, probably, most likely the most interactive gold and silver company in the world today. We've got it all. News to the comfort, the disturb at the website, allamericangold.com, at Patriot Trading One. For those of you that want to follow us on Twitter, right, we got Facebook. What else? We, we got a blog. We got podcast. I mean, we got everything. We got radio. And of course, most importantly, y'all get to have me for an hour a day, Monday through Friday. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. All kinds of stuff to talk about. Uh, another terrorist attack, this time in London, uh, with a van as they were, I guess, mowing people down in front of Parliament this morning. Uh, No word as to when the formation of banning trucks and vans is going to start uh, because, uh, well, people are starting to get run over a little too often. Uh, but, But the good news is that may have stopped the stock decline this morning, at least for temporarily. Uh, yesterday, uh, a big sell-off in the markets. It, it's funny. Uh, they don't want to let you know what really happened. They want you to believe it all has to do with the health care bill. Uh, it doesn't. But but nonetheless, we're going to talk all about that. We, we, we have a, unfortunately, Another group of stores going out of business, another group of stores getting ready to file bankruptcy, uh, Sears, Payless, Bebe stores, all going under. Matter of fact, uh, Bebe is going to close all of their stores, and they're going to try to survive as an online retailer only. Uh, Payless, we're days away. I, I don't know if it's going to be this weekend, but before next weekend, it looks like they're filing for bankruptcy, and I don't know if it's going to be a liquidation or not. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, And then Sears, I guess, is finally admitting what all of us know, which is it's almost over. Uh, The the money uh, is, is gone. The sales are gone. Right, the the retailer is having a hard time with suppliers shipping them new products, uh, and they are now uncertain as to whether or not they can make it after this year. Uh, and you just kind of leads you to wonder what is happening. You know, you think about it; it's not just these companies that go out of business, right? And it's not just the people that work there losing their jobs, and it's not just the the debt behind the vacancies. And then you got to think, too, all these cities uh, that lose these stores, I mean, those are tax revenue generators. 
And and now you know it's one thing when you're talking hundreds, but now we're we're talking thousands, and maybe even before it's all over, could it be tens of thousands of locations just disappearing? I mean, it it really is. It it is very very interesting the times that we live in, and and you know you really just start thinking about we're drowning in this debt. The whole world is drowning in it. And you think about the the U.S. consumer, and you think about GDP, and you think about spending, and you think about minimum wage, and, and really at the end of the day, here's the problem. Too much debt, not enough pay. Period. How do you fix it? Well, that's the hard part, right? How do you get all the jobs back? How do you fix it so at the end of the month they've got more money to spend? And and, and you sit there and you think about the dilemma. And it's exactly what I've been telling you is going to happen. Things cost more, yet you have less money. And, you know, that stagflation is creeping in. New home, or I'm sorry, existing home sales came out today uh, down more than expected. Reason being, it just costs too much money. Not enough people out there can actually afford to buy a home. And we're going to break all of that down for you. Gold and silver looking like they're they're getting ready to take out new highs again for uh, 2017, and and just be ready. It's just going to be a reoccurring theme, I think, all year long as we continue to watch how all of this is going to unfold. And then uh, North Korea, which we haven't really talked about, they tried to launch a bunch of more missiles today. Uh, This time they blew up on the launch pad, and people are speculating whether or not uh, we were somehow involved and did we hack into North Korea's missile system. Uh, And all of that to play out, it's just been a crazy morning. So between all the store closing, Sears announcing, hey, I don't know if we can make it through the end of the year. Baybay says we're closing all their stores. Payless says we're filing for bankruptcy. North Korea got missiles blowing up on the launch pad. And then, of course, the terrorist attack in front of the London Parliament makes for interesting times. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, Two economic reports out today. Uh, The first one was existing home sales. It fell more than expected. Uh, Fell 3.7% in February, seasonally adjusted. I guess, you know, you just, I don't know why, but that's what we do. 5.48 million annualized rate. You really, you know, you think about just the, what used to be normal before all of this began, right? Before Alan Greenspan created, well, I don't know if he created, but helped create the great new securitization tools that led to uh, the housing market crash. 
You know, I know they like to say, oh, he brought rates down to 1%. That was the reason. Not really. Obviously, we know that. Obviously, it wasn't the reason. I mean, they were at zero for 10 years. But it used to be 7 million. Six billion, seven million. Now we're at five, and trying to say, you know, look, look at us, look how great it is, and and you know, you think about, you know, Donald Trump wants to try to get GDP back to four percent. Not when we're only selling five billion existing homes to you. That's not going to happen. Matter of fact, and almost a million of these are condos, by the way. Uh, but they said uh, two hundred and twenty-eight. Thousand four hundred dollars. It was the average median price, more than double the pace of the average wage gate, right? Because there aren't any wage gates, and you kind of again you see the issues, right? And they just continue, and everywhere you look, you see something very, very similar to that. Uh, the other report, crude oil. We broke a record. We now have more crude oil in inventory than ever before. Well, at least I guess since we've been keeping records, they said crude stockpiles rose uh, another four and a half million barrels and now stands at an all-time record high. That's got crude oil under pressure. Uh, it's like uh, $47 or something like that. And, we'll, and, you know, we'll just have to keep watching. You know, you would think if we're at all-time record levels, that would be a lot closer to what, you know, $25 than $45, but yet here we are. Again, another one of those things, doesn't quite add up, does it? But here's what really is adding up, and I found this. Ramon actually had this on our website today. You are most likely going to die with debt. According to the latest data, 73% of consumers are now dying with outstanding debt, according to uh, data provided by Credit.com and Experian, which, by the way, that's the largest number on record. And, you know, you, you sit there and you think about, how did we get here? Right? And I'm talking about how did we end up with this huge bubble that all of us are in? And listen, whether you like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, this is just the reality. Right? We went total fiat floating money in 1971. The national debt was $400 billion. It's, well, it's turned, it's $20 trillion, but it's turned off right now. We're, 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 in, we're in a timeout. Right? We're in a debt timeout right now. Right? We, we've got six months to come up with a new new debt ceiling number, but $20 trillion. The Federal Reserve, the central bank, just our central bank, has got another $4.5 trillion on their balance sheets, and they pretend like, oh, no problem, don't worry. We don't even know what it is. My guess is they don't even know. And then you start thinking about all the personal, and think about how it started. You know, you go back to 1971. You buy a new home, 
in a brand new car, decent one, right? The median two hundred twenty-eight thousand was twenty-eight. Right, a car was like three grand. Right, you could go to Harvard, room and board and tuition for like four grand. Right now, I don't even know. A year at Harvard is probably I don't know forty, fifty thousand. And so here's what's happened. Those consumers that are dying with debt have an average of $61,000 worth of debt. They said that according to Experian, which includes 220 million consumers, right? The other 100 million are too young to be on there. They said that uh, the average debt people have when they die, they looked at consumers who, as of October 2016, were not deceased, but then showed as deceased in December of 2016. So that was their, their sample pool. Anybody that died between October and December. Among them... 73% of those people died with debt. 68% had credit card balances. It says the most common kind of debt was, was after that was mortgage debt, which was 37%. Auto loans, 25%. Personal loans, 12%. And the newest new one, student loans, 6% 6% in rising. The average unpaid balance. So if someone dies and they have a credit card debt, okay, the average balance, $4,531. If they died and there was an auto loan, now think about this, 1971, and let's just say, you know, for argument's sake, that the, and this was the 2016 number, so let's just say that the life expectancy, the person was was 80, okay, when they passed. I mean, that's fair guess. That means they were like 35 years old in 1971. A brand new car, a nice one. Really nice one, probably cost three, four thousand dollars. For four thousand, you get a great one. Now they're dying with seventeen thousand eleven and one hundred and eleven dollars of auto loan debt. <laughs> I mean, forty-five years ago, you could have bought five or six brand new cars. And now you're dying with $17,000 worth of auto loan debt, personal loan. And I'm going to assume like credit line, something like that. $14,793. That was something that didn't even exist 45 years ago. Student loan debt, and this is, this is a huge one. 
$25,391 is what the average person, if you have a student loan, when you die, that's the average balance. So you think about the person that died had a thousand. Another person that died had to have like fifty to get to that number. And and you start to understand what it is when we talk about what this bubble really is, right? And you you start thinking about how already here's here's records. These are facts. More people than ever before are now dying with debt. Fact. The average balance of the debt, all-time record high. That's a fact. The types of debt, right? Because, you know, people didn't use student loan debt, didn't exist before. And now when you look at the number, that's the highest number of them all. you want to read about it, go out to our website this morning at allamericangold.com, and I guess you can kind of judge for yourself exactly the shape the American consumer is really in. You know, when you start thinking about why it is that people can't afford to buy homes, you think about why it is that people can't afford... Uh, to buy cars, right? Most of the cars are rentals. We talk about cell phones. You know what? It just happened to me. So my phone that I had stopped working, right? And I had to go get another one, right? And I got, uh, I'm a droid guy. I don't know. I'm not on, I don't know. It's a phone, right? So I'm just like, ah, just give me the same one. You know, the, that, you know the, of course, the same one, the, the newest model of the same one that I have. $600. For, $600 for a new phone. And, and you start to think about what, what, you know, when, before they broke up the, the, the bells, right, the, and made them all, all into the baby bells, as they call them, I think a phone bill. Like taxes and everything, you know the old ones at their house. You know you had the rotary, right? You didn't even have the push button yet. It was probably like five bucks a month. Let's go crazy and say it was six. Now you're paying six hundred dollars just to get the cell phone on top of the monthly payment. You know we pay. I don't even know, it's a couple hundred dollars a month. And you're and you start to really and you start figuring it out. Why are all these retailers going out of business? Yeah, okay. Amazon. Sure, that's a little bit. But Amazon isn't taking out tens of thousands of stores. People don't have the money and they can come out and they can say the inflation rate is whatever they want right they can manipulate it however they would like they can come up and they can say well you know what i went to harvard or i went to mit i went to yale and you know what we crunched the numbers and we don't think we should count any of this stuff we don't want to 
want to count home prices. We don't want to count gasoline prices. We don't want to count food prices. Matter of fact, we don't even want to count the increase on in the price of the car. Now, we're going to say that because we've made it better, it doesn't count. And that's just what they do. I mean, you, you think about all the manipulation they have to come up with to tell us that inflation still isn't at 2%. And you know what the funny thing is? We take it. We do, right? We sit passively by and we watch as we write out the, the bills every month. And, well, let's say you don't even have to do that anymore, right? It just automatically comes out of my account. <laughs> Maybe we need to go back to that. Because if you actually had to write them out, people would probably get really upset. But somehow, it's kind of like at the casino, you know, they take your cash and they and they give you chips. Right? Because someone figured out the psychology of watching your cash disappear lessens somehow when it's just chips. Right? The same thing, like, you know what? If we don't make them have to write out these checks every month and we just take it out of their account, they won't feel that bad about it. They won't even know what happened. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Last year, all eyes were on North Carolina as it passed its famous bathroom bill. The bill required that everyone must use only the public restrooms that match their biological gender. Of course, liberals were quick to attack the bill because it made no accommodation for transgender people who ignore their biological sex and base their gender on how they feel. Despite considerable opposition from the left, the bathroom bill passed into law. This year, nine other states have decided to follow in the Tar Heel state's footsteps and introduce similar legislation to protect the privacy of their citizens. Critics say that these bathroom bills will make a state unwelcoming to people by stopping them from using the restroom of their choice. They say that this unwelcoming spirit will drive businesses away and cost the states billions of dollars in tax revenue. However, this simply does not make sense. No one would call a bank unwelcoming because it will not let just anyone into their vault. A school would not be considered unwelcoming simply because it will not let students into the teacher's lounge. Clearly, our society is built so that certain people should not be allowed in certain places. What could be a better example of this than a public restroom? Simply put, allowing someone to go to whatever bathroom they please would pose a significant risk to women and girls. If a man can go into a woman's restroom simply because he claims to feel like a girl, we are literally opening the door to molestation, assault, and privacy invasion. Why are feminists not moving in to stand up for the rights of women now? By remaining silent, liberal feminists are showing that they value their agenda more than they do the rights of women. Women should have the right to feel safe and protected in the privacy of a restroom. Just like in North Carolina, these bills in Alabama, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, South Carolina, Texas, Virginia, and Washington are steps in the right direction. 
conservatives need to show that they stand for real women's rights by standing in favor of these bathroom bills. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In many ways, the gay agenda has achieved its goal. The media has been fooled. School curriculum has been rewritten. The courts defend gay rights. But the damage of homosexual behavior cannot be denied. You can stand for truth at PSEagles.com. Share your viewpoint at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Gold is up again. $1,249 right now. Silver, $17.53. We're starting to see uh, demand coming back into the marketplace. Uh, I got an email this morning. And I've got an, an item. This is it's going to be uh, call in only. This won't be online. Matter of fact, uh, the Indians that we ran yesterday, there's still some available. So if you go out online, uh, you can buy them online. The ten dollar Indian, uh, seven hundred dollars. That's the female version. The five dollar Indian. That's the the male Indian. That's great looking coin. Uh, Three hundred ninety five dollars. Uh, you can buy those online, but this is one. It is a Mint State $63 Liberty. And as most of you know, we don't spend a lot of time selling Mint State items, you know, graded, what they call graded coins. And the reason is pretty simple, right? Because we want you to buy as much gold as you possibly can, but still be able to stay as private as you can. And if the government decides they need to confiscate gold again, having the best chance at keeping it. That's that's really our whole premise. If you say, you know, what does your company stand for? That's it. When you buy gold from us, those are, our, our, I guess, our major concerns. But in the, in the gold industry, they have what they deem to be graded coins. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And they, they use a scale from 60 to 70. And just kind of think about it, 0 to 10, except it's 60 to 70. So the higher up the scale you go, right, the the more the coin is worth and the more, I guess, as close to perfect it gets. And when you're talking about liberties, right, you're talking about coins that, you know, from 1866 to 1907, I mean, the, the, the youngest one is 110 years old. And you're also talking about coins which actually got used as money versus where today that doesn't happen. A lot of these guys out there, they sell the graded bullion stuff, graded gold eagles and graded buffaloes and graded silver eagles. And and 
you know, I, I never understood it because they, they they come fresh out of the mint. No one's ever touched them. No one's ever used them. They they go in these uh, nice mint containers, right? So they can't bounce around. Even in the old days, you know, go back to the 1800s, they put them in these burlap sacks, right? You all know, watch the old West movies and they rob the stagecoach, right? And they rob these burlap sacks. That's literally how they were stored. And they'd bounce around in there and all that stuff. And and depending on how many coin marks were on the coins, I guess the coins at the top got the least amount of damage, and maybe the ones all the way at the bottom, they got bounced around the most. Who knows? But the the liberties in the St. Gaudens, the $20 liberties, the $20 St. Gaudens, they kind of run together, right? You know, the Liberties, the older brother, St. Gaudens is kind of the younger brother, right? The the uh, the St. Gaudens, you know, he's a little better looking, allegedly. <laughs> right? he's, a, he's a little more handsome. Maybe it's brother and sister, right? He's, but, uh, or I guess sister and sister, really. But in either they're the same price. Or the St. Gaudens is, what, a little more expensive. Right? And one time, right, we saw, what was it, not even like a year ago, the St. Gaudens got really quite a bit more expensive. When you're talking ungraded. But when you get to Mint State 63, so you think about circulated, XF, VF, uh, AUBU, Mint State 60, 61, 62, almost always, the the twenty dollar saint will be the same price as the twenty dollar liberty, or the saint will actually cost more. Until you get to mint state sixty three. When you get to mint state sixty three and all the coins after that, sixty four, sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven, right? The liberties uh, become. Uh, more expensive, and by the time you really get to like Mint State sixty-five, they're like a thousand dollars more expensive. But the Mint State sixty-three is where it all starts, and when you look at the price, and I went back and I did some research about how much more a Mint State sixty-three twenty-dollar Liberty. How much more it costs on average than in ungraded $20 Liberty. And I went back and I did it for about 10 years. They got these things called the gray sheets. And I've got them back in our shipping room. I've got a whole bookcase. And it's just binder by binder. So each binder represents a year. And I went back through these binders, and they have that information on the gray sheets for me. And I went back, and my, you know, my expertise, I was just picking rant, you know, I went year by year, and I was just opening up the binder, and whatever month it opened up on, that's the one I took. But they averaged six to $800 more. Same coin, same gold content as the ungraded one. 
But these have been uh, graded by PCGS and or NGC. And we got an email today from the largest wholesaler in the world. Okay, no one sells more gold than these people. And they wrote a note saying this was the lowest premiums on Mint State $63, liberties that they could find. And then they said, by the way, not only is it the lowest, pre- it's the lowest premium by multiple percentage points. And and today, there's they only had 40 of them. They're offering 40 of them. These are PCGS, NGC, Mint State, 63, $20 liberties. They're $1,500, which puts them less than $200 over an ungraded one, which is something that, quite honestly, I could not find ever. 800-951-0592. We'll be back after the break. So you think about it, if 1% of the world owns any gold, one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of a percent of those people probably have any of these been state 63. So you're saving, that's well over 50 bucks off the, the our regular price this morning. And then I actually did the math. You're going up eight great to get to an MS-63 from what we normally sell, just our circulated 20s. Or $21.25 a grade, which is, that's just, it's incredible. So if you're looking at something that you, 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 you've you never had the opportunity or they've just been way too expensive, I mean, these are things uh, our competitors go on, they sell them for $1,800, MS-63, $20 Liberty. You do have to call. Uh, this was not available online uh, at $1,500 today at 800 951 Zero five nine two, uh, and just keep adding to your portfolio. Uh, gold right now twelve hundred forty nine dollars as existing home sales missed the mark today. Uh, a number of retailers, Sears probably the biggest of the group, saying they're unsure if they're going to have enough money to survive uh, at the end of the, by the end of this year. Uh, pay pay less shoe stores. I guess we're going to start paying more uh, bankruptcy any day. Uh, my guess is by this time next week, uh, you're probably going to see pay less go under. I don't know if that's going to be a, li- a complete liquidation or if they're just going to file bankruptcy and close, you know, 500, 1,000 of them. I think there's like 3,000 of them. There's still quite a few of them. And then Bay Bay stores announced, hey, we're closing all stores. Uh, and going to try to survive as a online only company, uh, and we'll just keep having to see. You know, every week now, every week. I, I don't remember the last week we went where somebody else hasn't announced. Right, Sears. This is just new news. They've been closing stores, but now they're just saying, "Hey, okay, the end here." Right? We've we've got you know, they've gone to the doctor. They got the checkup, right? They've been fighting the terminal disease, and the doctor says, hey, you got less than 12 months to live. 
and that that was Sears uh, actually last night at a, on a conference call. Uh, then of course, uh, Payless. We'll have to wait and see, but that that is expected within the week. And then Bebe came out today uh, and and really shocked everybody and said, "Hey, we're closing all of our stores and going to try to survive online only." Uh, another one we've been talking about auto loan. Right now, you think about the average person. If you die and you have an auto load, that load is seventeen seventeen thousand dollars. I mean, that's really the only way to get out of these debts. You got to die. By the way, the only way to get out of a government student loan debt, there's only two that I know of. One, the government's just got to forgive it, right? Uh, hey, you know what? You went to this really bad place, and they misled you, and we're going to go ahead and forgive it, which really just means we're going to make all the other taxpayers pay for it. Or you die. That's it. And right now, when you think about it, if 6% of people dying right now have student loan debt, what's that number going to be in 10 years, 20 years? And, you know, the the government still acts like everyone's going to pay them back. Let's hope the problem piling up in the used vehicle market and their impact on the new vehicle sales in the $1.1 trillion auto loan industry is just a blip. Something caused what has been getting blamed by just about everyone now, the delay on tax refunds. That's what did it. In its March report, the National Association of Auto Dealers reported an anomaly. Dropping used vehicle prices. Apparently, this doesn't happen very often. They said, according to their research, it's only the second time in 20 years. Now, remember, there's no inflation. But if if nothing tells you that's a bunch of crap, it's this. 20 years. You know, you think about, let's say there's there's 12 months, months a year times 20, 240 months, only twice have they said the average price of a used car has fallen. It's incredible. And there's, oh, inflation's not quite at our target 2%. Are you kidding me? They said that the index plunged 3.8%. Wow. By far the worst on record for any month. Oh, since the the big crash, November of 08 was the only other month, it fell 5.6%. They say the index, which is dropping to its lowest level since 2010, the price decline spanned along all segments at both ends of the spectrum, from luxury cars to even large pickup trucks and everything in between. Matter of fact, there wasn't a single segment where prices didn't fall. The reasons behind it, the surge in new vehicle incentive spending, right? And listen, listen, I've been telling you, these new, there's new cars everywhere. Auto 
automakers drowning in unsold inventory in dealer lots and desperate to move them have increased incentive spending by 18%, the highest level in a decade. You think about the crash. I mean, they, they're giving, handing out thousands of dollars to their back. We'll talk about the other reason next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Final segment, 800-951-0592. Uh, got a customer, he just called to say, what about a 63 cent? Those are fourteen thirty, And a 63 $20 Liberty is at 1500 which is the cheapest premium in uh, over 15 years this morning. But either way. You know, you think about it, an ungraded $20 Liberty or St. God is thirteen thirty. So a 63 Liberty at 1500 and that's really, as we talked about, that's really when the price, this, the Liberty separates from the Saint. And you can see it even with the cheapest premium in, in decades. A 63 Lib is 1500 to 63 saint at 1430 but either way and those are available so you can buy either one 800-951-0592 we're talking about you know you start thinking about okay now all of a sudden existing home sales are falling right and that makes sense right rates are rising right prices are becoming unaffordable there's not that many out there because why all the hedge funds and wall street own them all then you look at auto sales falling, incentives, but for new cars rising, inventory everywhere. And now we're now they're saying there's inventory of used cars everywhere. Over the first two months of 2017, the volume of late model vehicles going through auction, and that's where all these used cars go to, is up 5% year over year. For those eight years old, and the supply from rental car companies and lease turnings, so these are cars that are going to be what one to three years old, jumped more than ten percent. Right, and this is one of the things people have worried about. What happens? You know, all these leases, the lease things, they just exploded. Well, we're starting to see. It looks like uh, now used cars starting to pile up only the the second time in 20 years where prices are now falling and it was falling across the bar and uh you know i don't know what all this means you know all you know we we put the data out there the the, we put the facts out there and and you got to draw your own conclusion you know and you think about uh, how Wall Street stumbled yesterday, and everyone was making this huge deal. It, it fell 250 points. Like, I mean, we've seen a lot worse than that, right? And you think everybody's got really nervous to the point they had to dust off Kashkari to come out and say, oh, no, we're not going to have another financial crisis if Wall Street falls. Well, if it falls 250, you won't. But what if it falls 2,500? What if it falls 5,000? What if it falls 10? You know, one of the things that that we keep trying to to tell you, you know, 
prophets haven't moved. They haven't. All of these, the S&P 500, these companies don't make a single cent more than they did three years ago. And matter of fact, most of them make less. Oh, just something to think about. 800-951-0592. Everybody enjoy the rest of the hump day. Let's hope there's no more closing announcements for the rest of the week. But somehow I doubt it. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 